Bienvenidos, I'm your host Lore, and this is Creepy Chisme. Warning, some stories and information on Creepy Chisme may be triggering and are not suitable for all, especially young children. Please listen with caution. Thank you. Hey guys, welcome back. (laughs) Thank you for joining me again. All the love and support I've been getting on my podcast and then like to hear people telling me they enjoy it. They enjoy it. I am the type of person who does not take a compliment well (laughs) and yeah, I, it's a little rough for me to like believe people when they say that, but I mean, I've had so many nice messages, DMs, texts, emails. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Last week was fun talking about serial killers with my sister. We love talking about serial killers. And if you truly understand the love of true crime, there is nothing like a conversation with someone else who also loves true crime because you can get lost for hours just talking and talking and talking. Now, before I get into today's topic, a crazy story happened this past week. For those of you not familiar, TikTok is a platform where you can post 60-minute videos, I think. It's hilarious. I love TikTok. Not just hilarious. I literally have learned so much on TikTok. It's insane. (laughs) It is insane. Um, But this crazy story happened. I actually saw it on Twitter. It's about a girl. Her name is Claire Miller. She's from Pennsylvania. Uh, She killed her disabled sister who was 19 years old and suffered from cerebral palsy. Her name was Helen. She called the police around 1 a.m. on February 22nd. And when police arrived, she was bloody and yelling that she had stabbed her sister. Police claimed that she was actually trying to clean herself off in the snow. When they entered the home and walked into 19-year-old Helen's room, she was laying on her back on the bed with a pillow over her face. When the pillow was moved, she had a huge kitchen knife protruding out of her neck right above her chest. They did do an autopsy, or it was said that they found multiple stab wounds on Helen's body. No motive has been released as of yet. Again, this is literally like a week ago, so they're still looking into it. Um, And Miller is being charged as an adult because I believe in the state of Pennsylvania, any homicide-related crime, no matter what the age, you're charged as an adult if murder is involved, which... I agree in this case, but it's rumored that before the murder, Claire had posted some mm, videos, suspicious videos, where she talked about home life being awful. She talked about her dad, I believe, so I guarantee you in the next couple weeks, we're going to hear some stuff. There was abuse at home. Apparently, she posted some videos before the crime talking about her dad, how she hated her dad. There is a sick rumor that she posted videos after the crime was committed. I'm not sure if that was on TikTok or Snapchat, but there were video clips of like a bloody glove, you know, like a glove a doctor would wear, a bloody glove and a bloody stuffed animal. Now, I don't know if those, (laughs) 
I don't know if that's true at all because you can't believe everything that's on the internet, right? But I'm just here to report the facts, y'all. I'm just here to tell you what I heard, what I know. This is a creepy chisme. It's gossip. This is what I heard. <laughs> just want to put that out there. I want to make this clear. But yeah, so I will keep you guys updated if more comes out on that story because I do want to hear why she did it. What made, what drove her to do that, you know? That's crazy. Your sister is disabled and you chose to take her life. Like, take your own. Don't take hers. I just, uh, But I can't judge. I can't judge. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to wait. I'm going to hear what she has to say. Today's episode, let's get into it. Ooh, it's a good one. Oh, it's a good one. This story is one of the stories that literally, it's, you never forget it. When I heard this story back in what was this maybe like 2013 was when I heard it you just don't forget this kind of story and it leaves you thinking like what the fuck is happening like it's crazy okay and not just that when I heard the story it reminded me of a movie I watched which I will get into shortly I have a guest (laughs) not just me I have a guest it's my good friend Joe we've been friends for a very long time very long time (laughs) man he is the most difficult person but he's also like most not difficult person I don't know how to explain it and you know what nobody can explain our friendship neither can we but you know what we can't live without each other so (laughs) so here's my buddy my best friend welcome Joe I'm gonna call you Joe okay oh interesting (laughs) welcome Joe um, glad you decided to do this episode with me because this is one hell of a story. And uh, are you familiar with the Natalia Barnett story? Yeah, I mean, I'm vaguely familiar. I remember seeing it on a specific uh, doctor television show. Yes. Yeah, so a lot of people know this story, but I feel like it kind of disappeared and nobody knows what happened. And I'll get into that later because it's still kind of disappeared so yeah, i mean i i genuinely don't remember how what happened so yeah i'll get to that okay but before we get into that let's take a stroll down memory lane so in 2009 a movie called orphan came out do you remember that movie the girl with the pigtails did we go see that together it's possible i think we did <laughs> <laughs> the girl with the pigtails yes so I thought it was called The Orphan, but that's a whole nother scary movie. That one's actually really creepy, but this one's called Orphan. So yeah, when I saw this movie promoted everywhere, it looked creepy. Scary little girl. I was in. I was like, yeah, let's go see this. Plus, I think we would go to the movies like every week anyway. Um, the movie was promoted as a movie about like a couple who adopts a little girl. She's about seven or eight and such a good little girl. But in time, she turns bad and she's evil, right? So, of course, I was like, let's go see it. So we went to go see it. Now, let me tell you, do you remember what happens in the movie? Not at all, no. Well, spoiler alert, if you want to waste your time watching this movie, but I'm telling you not to because it sucks. But I'm going to tell you what happens anyways. So... (laughs) I have watched many, many, many movies in my lifetime, and very few have made me gasp 
with a crazy plot twist. <laughs> in the movie, there's a scene where the girl, air quotes, starts hitting on her dad. Ooh. Her adoptive father. <laughs> a very uncomfortable scene, not gonna lie. So she tries to seduce the dad. She's like all dolled up. She's got a little black dress on, but she's still, it's an act- the actress was actually a kid. I was just say, how old is this? No, yeah, the character. the character was actually a little girl, but they had her acting like an adult. So I remember she had like red lipstick on. She was trying to get it on with her daddy. So they show, so he gets mad and he's like, get away from me. Like, so she goes to her room. She's all pissed. She starts acting like this trashy old woman. Remember, she takes her teeth off and her teeth are like all rotten. And then she's like an artist. So she paints a lot, but then she turns the light off in her room. And like, you see all these evil words on the walls and pictures of like, killing people it's pretty crazy it's pretty crazy all right so i remember like so when that scene happened i remember like everyone in the audience was like what the f-? like because i didn't know that was coming i thought this movie was about a evil little girl they totally left that out of the trailer which i guess is the point yeah and i remember being so angry i wanted to get up and walk out because one it was uncomfortable <laughs> to watch that And then two, it's like, what the fuck is this? Like, what are we watching? But we ended up staying, and now that I think about it, I'm like, that was a really good plot twist. That's it. Yeah. But the movie sucked. So (laughs) (laughs) watch it if you want. Um, But what's crazier is almost the exact scenario happened to Michael and Christine Barnett. The Barnett family... They always wanted to adopt. They had three boys. Well, they had two boys, I think, and they had just had one. And they were planning to adopt from Haiti. But there was a huge, huge, crazy earthquake. Do you remember that? In Haiti, yeah. Yeah. I don't remember what year it was. I think it was 2009, 2010. And so there was no adoptions from Haiti because of it. So in April of 2010, they were contacted by an adoption agency in Florida that said they had a Ukrainian girl that they wanted to pair with them. Now, Natalia was her name. Possible conning was her game. (laughs) So so the girl, so, okay, so the girl's record showed that she was born in 2003. So during the adoption process, they, of course, I think they have to go to like a physician and she gets examined and they estimate her age to be about eight. Um, She did have dwarfism, so she was small. Uh, Two years later, a hospital also did testing and said she was about 11. So it's pretty normal for adopted children, especially from like a foreign country, to be off a few years in their age. The weird thing with this case is almost immediately, like literally the first night, Christine, the mother decides to give her a bath, just like you would any child, right? And she notices she has a full-on bush. She has pubes, and we're not just talking like a little bit, like she's completely full. Now, remember, she's supposed to be only eight years old. When they first got Natalia, she noticeably had some form of dwarfism, like I said, but she couldn't walk either. To bond the family, They planned a trip to the beach. So they go to the beach and I guess the dad would carry her everywhere because she couldn't walk. You've gone to the beach before. Just walking from your car to the water is a workout. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, walking in sand is awful. So the dad had to carry her. She's got to be a good 25, 30 pounds from the car to wherever they went to. So he was exhausted, so he sat her down. And then he sat down and Christine sat down, but the boys ran off to the water. So Natalia was like, she wanted to go too. So they told her, just wait, just like wait a few minutes and we'll go. Well, she got pissed. She got really impatient and she wanted to go now. So again, they told her like, just wait. Now this girl is either a walking miracle or the hugest con artist because she got up and she ran to the water. So Michael and Christine are like, what? They said she couldn't walk. For days, they had been carrying this girl around. <laughs> and here she just gets up and runs to the water. That's the first red flag. There you go. Second, oh, second, second. Guess, second. Yeah. So they also found out later that Natalia was hiding the fact that she had her menstrual cycle. They would find, like, bloody underwear in the garbage cans, and she would deny it. Now, scientifically, an 8-year-old could get a menstrual cycle. I studied this in college in, like, education courses, psychology courses. I think, like, some of the youngest cases were, like, 6, 7 years old, but very, very rare. Now, Natalia also used sophisticated language beyond her years, and only ever wanted to hang out with, like, older teenage girls. She wasn't into dolls. She wasn't into Barbies. She just wanted to do older girl stuff. She also did not have a Ukrainian accent. And she have any? No. And one time, they were out in public, and I guess a Ukrainian family saw her, and so they started talking to her in her native tongue, and she was just like, I don't know what they're saying. <laughs> She had no clue what they were saying. Now, when she was adopted, she was seven or eight, and they had said she was in the U.S. for like two years. So what, she would be like five when she came from yeah. Ukraine? Six, six tops. Yeah, so like, I don't remember that much. I remember little things, but not like that much. So I remember my seventh birthday, and that's like, I remember my, no, my sixth birthday, I think I remember, and that's the earliest memory I have of anything. Right, like you have very vague, small memories. So that's not like a huge thing. I, I get it. The strangest part became that Christine, the mother, started to grow feel fearful for her life and her family's life. So the supposed eight-year-old little girl would threaten to kill her and the family. Oh, no. Did she look like Chucky? Or <laughs> I'll post a picture on my Instagram. Okay. And I, I'll talk about the picture later. So, but no, she did not look like Chucky. <laughs> so, of Chucky? no, not at all. So the father, Michael, claims that one time he caught Natalia pouring pine salt in Christine's coffee. And when he asked her what she was doing, she looked at him and said, I'm trying to kill you. Now, <laughs> that's not it. She was also caught on a baby monitor. When Christine walks out of the room... She tried to physically harm the baby. Oh. She would also smear bodily fluids on the walls. And Christine feared for their lives because many times, this is creepy, Natalia would wake up in the middle of the night and just stand over them while they slept. Oh, at any point during any of this insane stuff, are they contacting CPS or anyone? Uh, she's already adopted. So 
I don't think they call CPS. I think they just take her to the doctor, which they do. We get there. They do. That makes sense. Yeah. So it became like things started getting scary to the point where now they were hiding like sharp objects in the house. So in 2012, so they've had her for two years now, things turned upside down. Natalia's behavior got worse. And the family became more suspicious of her age. She started staying at a treatment facility in Indianapolis, where she was constantly supervised, 24-hour surveillance. This happened after Natalia tried to push Christine into an electrical fence. Like, that was the final, like, they were done. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Here at the clinic is where she gets evaluated, and she told therapist doctors and staff not only would she kill christine but she wanted to kill the entire family so she's admitting to them that she wants to harm them she knew how she wanted to do it and even what she wanted to do with the bodies so she's got this all planned out according to these doctors therapists and the barnett family so it's during her stay here too that she admits to some that she in fact was older. She actually admitted that she was about 18 years old at this point when she's supposed wow. to be, yeah, when she's supposed That's to be. That's like six years ahead yes. of what we thought? Yes. So in March of 2012, the Barnetts filed to show that her birth certificate was fake and they wanted to change her age. So using info from the exam they did on her bones from the doctor, that showed that she was not six. Um, And they also proved that she had all her adult teeth from a dentist and her menstrual cycle. And then info she told the staff at the clinic, her saying she was 18. So they took all this to court. And in June of 2012, they legally changed her age, ready for this, from eight to 22. Oh oh, oh my God. So... I can see like eight to like 18, 17, 18. No, I, I can't even see that. Like, <laughs> come on. But I don't know how they chose the number 22, but 22 years old. And they do it. Like the court is like, yeah, you, you proved it to us. She's 22. Oh my God. Yeah. So they changed her birth a uh, year to 1989. Upon leaving the stress center, her doctors and caretakers all agreed that Natalia was an adult. So everyone was in agreement. Everyone was on board. They even printed her a new, a new birth certificate, all new uh, records that showed she was born in 1989. Crazy. <laughs> I don't know. Like I said, like I can't believe I can get a few year difference, but from 8 to 22, that's completely different. I mean, from like 8 to 12, there's a gigantic leap. Exactly. I was just going to say that. Like, I work with kids, and having a conversation with an 8-year-old and an 8th grader who's 13, 12, 13, it's completely different. Even, oh, yeah, even 8 and like 10, that's completely different. I mean, 22-year-olds are, they're coming out of college and like starting careers. Yes. This girl's 8, so... <laughs> And then, too, like, I just, like, the adoption agency, they have no background info to show, like... And they, they never said, like, hey, uh, we're not certain about this. They're just like, yep, she's good to go. Get no. Get her out of here. 
<laughs> no, and like most adoption agencies, once they're gone, they're done with you. Like, that's it. They've got too the much agency, to worry like, about. Yeah. It like got caught fire and a mysterious <laughs> disappears. Just disappears. Never seen again. <laughs> so, all right. So the father says one of the main reasons they wanted to change her age was so she could lawfully be admitted to the psychiatric hospital to get the help she needed. That's kind. Yeah, I I, I understand that, which, okay, maybe I don't, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the Barnetts also had a 12-year-old son, because remember I said they have three other boys. Now, his name was Jacob, and the reason I'm bringing him up is because this is pretty huge for the Barnett family. He was also making headlines at the same time, but for other reasons. He was a child prodigy for physics. Yeah, he was attending Purdue University in Indianapolis and was featured... Wait, 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 wait. So they got a 12-year-old in college, right? (laughs) Yes. And then they got a 22-year-old who says they're eight. All right, I'm just uh, just going through my notes here. So this little boy was so smart, he was actually featured on 60 Minutes, which is a great show, by the way. And apparently he did his own TED Talk as well. Wow. Yes, yes, 12 years old. What's his TED Talk? Like, my sister is a no. fake her age and <laughs> jump forward 14 years. He talks about physics. <laughs> I, I like my like mine version better. <laughs> Maybe now he does it like that. So, in 2013, he was accepted to Perimeter Institute in Waterloo, Ontario. So, what does the family do? They pack up and move. But guess what? They... I, have, I have no guess at this point. Like, no <laughs> Come idea. on! They um, leave woman guess... child Natalia behind. They left her... Oh, that's right. They leave her behind. In, they like, leave her behind. <laughs> yeah. They were nice enough to help her and furnish an apartment for her. They paid her first three months rent. They helped set her up with disability, social security, and food stamps. And they even checked in on her weekly and claimed she was fine and perfectly capable of living on her own. Now imagine, what if she's really eight? No, no, I thought we already discussed this. I'm just saying, what if she's really eight? Do we know if she, like, objected to the changes? or? See, and that's the thing, is this is all one-sided. We're only yeah. hearing the Barnetts, which later I'll tell you what she says, because she does come out later. Nobody's listening to her. She's a she's a kid, I think. So she's saying, I don't know. <laughs> she's, so her defense is, hey, I'm eight. Yeah, she's a kid. To her, she's a kid. So just imagine you being eight, living by yourself in an apartment. And she's a dwarf. Oh, she can't reach the stove. I would stove. drink so much Hawaiian, like, <laughs> Hawaiian punch. She's a dwarf. She can't reach the stove. She can't. Can she lock the door? Like, I... Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. That one's kind of weird. But due to issues in the apartment, they kick her ass out. She's got to find another apartment. So, she reaches out to Christine the mother. Christine helps her. Christine helps her get an apartment. She doesn't have to. This little this little woman, I don't know what to call her because I don't just know. Call her. <laughs> just call her by her name. Natalia. I mean, there she's threatened go. to kill her family. So, and Yeah, these... but I mean, come on. Things get heated sometimes during the lottery games, <laughs> okay. you know. Yeah. So she helps Natalia get a new apartment. She even helps her register for school to get a high school diploma. 
nice, nice of them. They didn't have to do that. So life happens. And in 2014, the Barnetts get a divorce. Nothing to do with Natalia, just, or maybe it did, I don't know. But they get a divorce. In 2016, a new family wants to claim guardianship over Natalia. She's done it again. She's Wait, how? So, so did the divorce like change her? Like, did she leave the family? Like, how can someone else just go, that's so, my daughter now? So Natalia's living on her own, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a point where the Barnetts just stop contacting her. Like, they're done paying for her apartment, all that. She just disappears off the face of the earth. Literally. Because I think she gets kicked out of that apartment as well. And then all of a sudden, she comes out because this family wants to adopt her. So the new family petitioned to be her guardians in 2016. I, I believe she was like, what, like 15, 16, according to being eight in 2000 (laughs) they couldn't do it though because they needed her old birth records and in order to do that they needed to contact the barnett family so they get in contact with the barnetts and they're like we want to claim guardianship of this little girl and here comes michael barnett shows up guns a blazing and he's got proof he's got proof for them so he brings in healthcare professionals documentation and the judge rules. He's right. It's already been proven in court. She's an adult. You can't adopt her. So they dismiss the case. Now, apparently, in July of 2013, so let's go back, police claimed that Michael Barnett actually admitted to them that there was no way Natalia was an adult. What? So he blames his wife. He says that this was his wife's idea. So they take that, They t- the police take that, what he said in 2013, and they arrest, or they uh, eventually arrest the Barnetts and charge them with two the counts of- Even boy genius? No, no, just um, the two of them, the parents. The parents, okay. Yeah, they charge the Barnetts with two counts of felony ne- neglect of a dependent. So they're saying now, even if she wasn't a child, she was a dependent. In the state of Indiana, if you abandon your child, whether they're an adult or not, if they have some type of disability or mental issue, you can be charged for neglecting them. So that's what they're trying to do to them. Makes sense, actually. It does. I, I get that. Now, eventually, Michael and Christine... Both turned themselves in and were set to trial January of 2020. And they both bonded out of jail. And their bonds were set pretty high. It was like 50000 each, I think. Now, Michael Barnett had to clear his name. So he went on Dr. Oz. You ever see Dr. Oz? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've seen a tidbit or the here or there. <laughs> now, this wasn't the only interview the Barnetts did. They started doing, like, a ton of interviews and getting paid for them, too. So he goes on Dr. Oz with his attorney, and he goes on the show, and he's just stating, like, reasons why people should believe him and not Natalia, who's a a con artist. Here is where he mentions that he doesn't even think she's Ukrainian because she never had an accent, she couldn't speak Ukrainian, and had no past memory of growing up in the Ukraine. He did a lot of interviews. So because dad did that really, it was a really popular interview on Dr. Oz, Natalia comes out of the woodwork. Uh Uh-oh. Yep. 
and guns blazing, <laughs> guns blazing, and she reaches out to Doctor Phil. So he My invites her. Yes. So he invites her to come on the show, and she gives this really good show. Like, have if you get a chance, watch her interview. If she's a con artist, girl, she got me hooked because I felt sorry for her. I did. What year is this? Now, this interview was in 2019. So this is like recent. So she's like... 30. In 2019, she would have been 30, according to... Yeah. If she was an adult. So she'd be about 16, according to her own timeline. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. She denies that she was a fully grown woman, or is a fully grown woman, close to the age of 30. She claims she's 16, like you said. Yeah, she was six when she came to the U.S., she said she was under the care of several different different families in America before she was adopted. But the Barnetts quickly doubted her age and said she was closer to 20, which I still can't wrap my mind around that, but okay. It's insane. It's insane. <laughs> yes. So she claims the family was threatened by her, and that's why they left her behind, paying a year's worth of rent for her to live alone. She was heartbroken that this family, who she thought was her forever family, didn't want her. In her interview, she's asked about being accused of poisoning her mom or threatening to stab the family or about the time she attempted to push her mother into a electrical fence. She denies all of it. She said the poison claim was a misunderstanding. Oh, yeah. While she was cleaning... She must have accidentally spilled some pine salt in her mom's coffee. I hate I when mean, that happens. I hate always, when that happens. You know, yeah. Every Saturday morning, I get so close to it. <laughs> I mean, she claimed she would have never stabbed her family, so she might have said it, but she would never do it. So Natalia says that she was only eight years old when she was uh, left by the Barnetts to live alone for a year in an apartment. She gives a sappy, sad story. She's crying. But she got me. Like, I felt, I felt it. I felt were you it. crying? I wasn't crying, but I was like, man. Yeah, you were. I started thinking, like, if she was really eight, like, how traumatizing after everything she's already been through. <sighs> she claims she lived off of cans of food left by the Barnetts because she couldn't cook. They enrolled her in an adult, in an adult school and claimed that Christine Barnett told her Tell everyone you're 22. So what, if this, if that's true, if this is all true, this is possibly one of the worst child abuse cases. So like I said, Natalia was taken in by Antoine and Cynthia Manns. The couple believe her. They believe that she is 16 years old. They appeared on the interview with her on Dr. Phil. And they say she has posed no harm at all to their family they even leave her in charge of like watching their younger siblings their their younger kids so the family that wanted to adopt her they legally couldn't because according to law she's an adult like i said so she ends up living with them anyway as a dependent and the new family claims she was completely mistreated and abandoned by the barnett's and they'll they'll believe her till forever they said so they're just gonna keep her lucky girl lucky woman girl so <laughs> here we have a girl air quotes who is supposedly six to eight years of age but she has adult teeth pubic hair acts like someone way older 
Bones that are of a 14 to 16 year old's body, estimated by a doctor. And she clearly had mental health issues that can only develop in your teen years because she was clinically diagnosed when she was at the clinic as a sociopath and a psychopath. So she really had mental issues, which... That was was in uh, when they sent her away, right? Yes. Taking that into account, could she be a con artist? Where do you stand on this? I don't know. I did write an opinion, but let me let me get there. Let me tell you some more. So apparently, well, no, 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 well, just listen to this. This is a really interesting fact. So apparently, the Ukraine, and I'm sure more countries than the Ukraine, because I knew somebody who was adopted once before, and she didn't know her actual age. So apparently, in the Ukraine, they've been known to falsify birth certificates. Which, like I said, I'm sure happens in in other places too. So another parent from Indiana, who doesn't want to be named, also adopted a child from the Ukraine. Her adoptive son told her that the kids would try to figure out their real ages in the orphanage. Kids would base their age on the height of others using the one or two kids that knew their actual age. So think about it. If a little She's boy, small. yeah, if a little boy is like eight, the other kids are comparing their height to him. Natalia, who's a dwarf, she's gonna be younger than eight, right? No, she's gonna be older. In in physical, she's gonna be older, but she's gonna think she's younger. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like Whoa, she would be shorter. That's mind blowing. Yeah. So the kids are like, "Ah, oh, you're six, and she's really like thirteen, you know. Yeah. So, due to her psychopath and sociopath behavior, a psychologist stated that obviously Natalia had a pretty traumatic path. Um, this could explain why she also acted older than an average child of the same age, if she even was a child. So, I get that too. I've seen kids who have had trauma and they act out in ways a child shouldn't. So I get it. The Barnetts, like I said, were set for trial in January 2020 and were also issued a gag order, which meant they couldn't do any more interviews. Sorry, Barnetts. Cash cow stopped. (laughs) Yes. So they have to, they, and like, I think it's like forever. Like they can never write a book. They can never, nothing. In August of 2020, so last year, a judge dismissed the case stating that a court had already ruled that Natalia was proven to be an adult and there was no need to continue the trial. At this point in time, Natalia is legally an adult during all times alleged. So if that is true, if she is an adult, they can't put these this couple in jail because they didn't neglect a child. So they're off the hook. They're off the hook, yes. But the state may proceed with counts on the theory that Natalia was a dependent, like I said before, because of her physical disability. So that hasn't happened yet. And like I said, this was in August of last year. The judge dismissed the case. But they think that that's what the state, if the state wanted to, they could do that. Because in Indiana, like I told you, but nothing has come up as of yet. And recently, a Ukrainian woman speaks out. She claims she's the mother of Natalia. What? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. She said 
Now, a reporter from the Daily Mail is actually the one who found her. And he even went to the orphanage that she left Natalia at to see the actual documents, which oh, do man. state that she was born in 2003. And so she's, oh my God. And the mother claims she was born in 2003. So the reason she gave up Natalia was because her husband left her and she couldn't take care of the baby. She had other kids. The baby immediately had issues, you could tell clearly, and she couldn't afford a surgery that she needed to have. So the doctors told her, like, you need to give her up because you can't afford to take care of this child. So she did. If the woman is being honest, I don't know if I believe it until I see a DNA test done. So we don't know for sure that the mom. Right. Or do we? I saw a picture of the mother, and she shows an old picture of her when she's younger. She looks like Natalia. Oh, man. Yes. But I don't know. Technically, if Natalia is an adult, she could easily just say, hey, give me a DNA test, right? And figure it out there. Whole story blows my mind. I still am on the fence, even as I'm sitting here telling you about this. Like, I go back and forth. Seriously. (laughs) Like, the more... It was like a tug of war. You kept giving me more info, and I'm like, oh, she's definitely, you know, lying. And then you'd give me more on the other side, like, oh, but maybe she's telling the (laughs) truth. (laughs) Well, here's one more thing before you make up your mind. So, recently, the couple that had adopted her before the Barnetts, they had her for a little less than a year. Um, They've stepped forward, and... Uh, They had Natalia in 2009, so right before. Now, they both have dwarfism. And they took Natalia in because they wanted to adopt someone just like them. Their names were Vincent and Nicole DePaul. And they say that there is no, no way that Natalia is an adult. So Why did they say that? So their proof was that Natalia acted like a child. And she even had a missing tooth when she came to them. They claim the Barnetts were scared of her for wanting to harm them. So they tried to legally change her age and abandon her. Now this couple, when they had Natalia, they uh, gave her up because she hurt their youngest. Hurt how? I don't know. She did something to the little boy. So. Makes you think? Yeah. So for them to come out and say like they were just scared of her, obviously they knew she was a mean little girl. Well, I mean, she was, we know, the only fact we have here is she is considered sociopathic and psychopathic, right? Like Yes. So we know that that could have been a tendency from then as well. Yeah. But I mean, is it enough to make you legally change her age and get rid of her? I mean, there had, so... (laughs) I'd imagine there has to be an easier way to just kind of unadopt someone, right? Like, the family before then did it. But, like, why is your alternative to just go, all right, we got to get out of this, but just abandon her? There's there's some, like, there has to be an easier way to just go, hey, it's not working out, you know? Yeah. So, um, this couple, they also claim that the type of dwarfism Natalia had causes her bones and muscles to be very weak. It's hard for her to walk. 
it's hard like a lot of times she would just use her arms on the floor to move around so that might explain the not walking and they said there's no way in hell that she could have physically been able to try to push christine a grown adult woman with great force into an electrical fence and you know what else it makes me think that story of them at the beach they could have just made it up because it doesn't sound like it's not like there's going to be witnesses to something that's unremarkable at the beach, but if they're trying to get rid of them, it fits their MO, you know? Yeah. All right. Well, let me tell you what Dr. Phil said. So after Dr. Phil interviewed her, he gave his opinion. So Dr. Phil um, claims that Natalia is not over 30 years old, but due to her past in foster care, she also does not know her true age. So he doesn't think she's an adult. Yeah, he doesn't think she's an adult, but he also thinks she just doesn't know her age. I could believe that. That's Yeah, he says regardless, he criticizes the Barnetts for leaving her the way they did because she was their dependent and needed medical help physically and mentally. I agree. Um, If you adopt a child, the child is yours. You can't just decide you don't want it anymore and abandon it. So that's exactly what he says. And I agree. So I don't know. What do you think? Oh, man. There is so much information. And like I said, I'm sitting here telling you this. I already wrote my opinion down. But I'm still going back and forth. Yeah. I kind of, honestly, it kind of seems like, okay, just based on what you said, I don't want to come off as like, uh, you know, Miss Barnett, the, the Catherine was it she Christine Christine she has something against the poor girl Natalia and it it really seems like I don't know if the father the father after admitting that he doesn't believe it is a really weird thing to do but uh it kind of makes it seem like maybe he's just trying to pin the blame on the wife without realizing that he's culpable too but it feels like both of them for whatever reason just wanted to go back on the decision to adopt and just made up this story but at the same time it does seem like the girl isn't uh i would say she's still the youth that she claimed she was maybe a little older because uh, as you said with the adopting it's just how it is that you don't really know your age but uh, i don't think it's it's extravagant as the family claims and the fact that they abandoned her irregardless of age but because of her disabilities was just extremely yeah they need to be put away for that because that's just wrong yeah i i agree See, and even listening to you, I'm like, hmm, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's just so wild. I don't know about put away. I think they definitely need to be charged for one. Throw the book at them. (laughs) One, traumatizing her. Whether she's an adult or child, she's still disabled. She's still mentally, literally mentally insane. And they just left her behind. Yeah, I mean, neglect without a doubt. Yes. So I do think they need to be charged with something But I do wonder with her current family if she's just, I don't know if she saw treatment or something, if she's able to contain herself, especially watching a younger child when she has that history of issues with a younger child. I'm kind of worried about them, but that gives you the sense that maybe she is playing some sort of game. Well, it's been quite a while now. That she's lived with them. She got caught up in it and now she's trying to go straight. I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> I mean, if professionals are evaluating you, you can't pretend. I know what you're saying. 
I don't know. You can't pretend to be a sociopath. Eventually, they're going to be like, oh. I mean, they deal with people like that all the time. They know what it looks like. They know what they're looking for. So So it's kind of scary. She's in charge of, or she's watching a child. Yeah. According to this family, she they've had no problems with her. They better have, like, them nanny cams around the house, man. <laughs> so what I said was my opinion on the watch. As soon as I read this, I'm going to be like, okay, but I changed my mind. So my... <laughs> A few minutes ago, my opinion was <laughs> I agree with Dr. Phil, like I said, to a point. I think she wasn't a full adult. If you look at pictures, so if you look at pictures of her when she was with the Barnetts, her face was way younger. Yes, she liked to dress up like an older girl. She liked to wear makeup, but she still like if you look at her now and then, she she looks older now, her face. It changed. So there's that. Also, given her past and obviously trauma that she went through, mentally, she's messed up. To not act like a child. Yeah, so to not act like a child, I get it. But I will say, I agree with Dr. Phil that she truly doesn't know her actual age. Yeah, I agree there. But it's only going to be like a few years off, not like... The... 12, 14. <laughs> yeah. Is it 14? Yeah. That's an entire childhood i do think she was crazy because i said like i trust the professionals and like sociopaths one thing about sociopaths are they are very good at convincing very very good and that's why i said you should watch the interview because she got me and she got dr (laughs) phil (laughs) so that's what i think about it and i'll probably change my mind tomorrow (laughs) when this uh (laughs) when this gets released and you listen again change your mind Yes. So that's the story of Natalia Barnett. Still ongoing. Nothing's come out yet. So far, no more on the Barnetts. And she's also been pretty quiet. I don't know if she's an adult now, right? 16? Well, no, she's only 16. Uh, 17? 2003, right? So she'd be about 18 this year. So as an adult now, I would totally file against the Barnett. I don't know. What do you, what are you filing? Trauma. <laughs> No, I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, if, if like I said, she was born in 2003. This is literally the worst case of child. No, there's worse. But like, this is a really there's bad case. Worse. This is a really bad case of child abuse. It's the worst that Dr. Phil has taken on the show. <laughs> yes. And if she, is, if she was an adult, then man, great con artist. Great right? con artist. But... You got to go look at those pictures. I will post them on my Instagram of when she was with the Barnetts and now. You can tell she grew up. Like, she changed a lot. Well, let's be fair. If we're talking her story has been in the spotlight for how many years, people, no matter what age, even 50 to 58, there's noticeable, noticeable change. So Yeah, I guess so. All right. So we've reached the point of the show where I ask my guest if you have a story or an experience, or something you want to talk about that blows your mind. So, for me, I mean, I don't know. You know, I love, uh, I love the show. Long-time listener, first-time appearance. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> for me personally, I would like to talk about... Uh, there was a new Netflix special that came out earlier this month on Elise Lamb. So the, the, the documentary comes out, and it's basically on, uh, for those who haven't seen it, watch it because it's i think you and i both watched it like the same night well i was gonna tell you like i know i mentioned her to you did you really not know who she was i didn't know the name but once you once i googled the name i was like i know this 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember when that video came out. Oh, my God. It was terrifying. It was all over Twitter is what I remember. Yeah. And I watched it, and I couldn't sleep for days. And I think I told you that. Like, I couldn't sleep because when it was you, so when, creepy. When you told me it was coming out, I watched it again, and I couldn't sleep that night. <laughs> and I told you not to watch it. And then I did. Yeah, it just, <laughs> it's... So it's a, I think it's only four episodes, but they're pretty long and they get a, a lot of it's more it's focused entirely on elise lamb but also on the actual hotel without giving away too many spoilers and too many details it really does kind of open your eyes to this mystery we thought would never be solved because if you ask me i i think they solved it for <laughs> enough for me to actually you know kind of close the book on a on a case i really just never thought would be solved to be oh honest. then i can't wait to share what i have to share with you on this <laughs> <laughs> But I agree. I agree. Yeah, I when I watched it, I think I texted you and I was like, "Okay, I think I, I think I figured it out too. Like it makes sense, you know." I felt I felt a decent amount of closure, which you almost never get with yeah. these like uh, cold cases and whatnot. Yes, I agree. I felt that as well. So for those of you that don't know Elisa Lam, get knowing, and get knowing. <laughs> so the the. I won't talk about the series because I would like you to go watch it if you haven't. But let's talk about the video. Oh, do we have to? <laughs> I know it's late <laughs> and it's almost your bedtime, but... Yeah, I know. So, so there's, there's, there's like so many people who have dissected the video. Oh my and gosh. It went, it went literally across the world. Yeah, so there's so many conspiracy theories, which is, I think, why I love this case so much, because I love conspiracy theories, and okay. each one just as creepy. I mean, it's it's crazy, I but... mean, there's people, you, of all people, <laughs> were like, yes, there's this thing, this elevator thing, where you summon a demon, don't look it up, and I'm like, what? <laughs> yes. And, and when you watch the video, you totally are like, dude, she is summoning a demon. <laughs> <laughs> I Yeah, like... Just her actions on that elevator. And I heard a new one the other day. You want to hear it? Bless Somebody you. said that that's not even her. She's dead already. No, why did you do that? <laughs> sleep it's a ghost. Yeah. Oh, my God. And I was like, I didn't want to watch it again, but I was like, you know what? No, I could. it's on playback in my brain right no. now. No. I've seen it so many times. I just keep seeing the red sweater. But no, like, I heard that one and I was like, wait a second. That's so good. Yeah, maybe she's already dead in that. So, in particular, the things that freak me out are there's two parts. So, I don't know if we can agree. I mean, I'm just going to put it out there. I think the actual release footage was sped up. Some parts, yes. Okay, and and then there's like a few seconds that are missing. Did you know yes. that? Yes. Yeah. When the door opens, is very noticeable yes. that uh, there's, a f there's a frame or couple how many frames missing okay but there's a part where like uh, you know she kind of moves around like she's like an old video game character like her move movements are yes. so not fluid but also and... it's a security camera which i've talked in okay, previous episodes true. like they saw there's a scene where when she's outside of the elevator and she's moving her hands and like her it's like her like wrist bends backwards at one point when yes. she crosses like oh my god I'm just like it's not real it. right like she's not real which is why people and say she's a ghost it's i mean that and there's a near the end when the last time we see her she steps her feet out and like her foot her left foot i think it is goes in such an awkward direction that either it's her foot and something is weird is happening to it or it's someone else's foot like in right. the frame you can kind of see it 
And then it's talked about a lot. Yes. And then the way too, she's just kind of hanging out the elevator. Like it looks like she's talking to somebody, but nobody's there. Nobody passes. Yeah. So I don't know. You could literally talk about that video for hours. There's so much going on. It's, 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 it'll haunt me forever. But yes, I agree. After watching that series, I felt closure, but guess what? Now you think she's a ghost. I'm about to scare you. So (laughs) on YouTube, you know, I love YouTube. There's a guy I follow. He does spirit boxes. Do you know what a spirit box is? Uh, I mentioned it on my last episode. If you were listening, spirit box is when you use radio waves to communicate with the dead. I don't know what it is they use, but you're pretty much, it's like constantly flipping through the radio stations and it picks up words to answer your question. So he contacted Elisa Lamb. I've watched some of, he, he contacts like famous people. Like he's done Michael Jackson, Selena. And like some of the things they say are like true to that person. It's weird, it's weird. If you believe it or not, I'm just telling you what happened and what I saw. So he contacted Elisa Lamb, and I sent this to my sister because her and I, we we love the Elisa Lamb story. As he's trying to ask her questions, she's terrified. And so he has a spirit guide, which most people who contact the dead do. He has a spirit guide who helps him bring forth the dead. He's asking a spirit guide to go get her and whatever. Now she comes through, and like I said, she's terrified. She's lost. She's lost. And she's asking for her dad. So the main part I want to tell you is, so he asks her, what happened to you? And she says, the fat man. And he says, and he's like, was the fat man staying at the hotel? And she says, yes, they're coming. Like as he's trying to talk to her, she's still very on edge. Like she's hiding from someone. When he ended the reading, he said, like he feels like she's still trapped at the hotel. And she thinks these, she says there's two men. She, and he asks straight up, he's like, did somebody hurt you? And she said, yes, in the bathtub, which would explain why she was floating in the water tank. If she was killed somewhere else and thrown in the water tank, she was floating. So I'm, like I said, I'm scared. I'm scared right now. <laughs> so like I said, if you, if you don't believe it, it was still cool to watch, but it was scary to see a spirit act like that and he said he doesn't get many spirits that act like that so he fears that she's still her spirit is still trapped in the hotel and she doesn't she's she's afraid in the other world she's afraid so but after i had just felt you know like (laughs) happy with the series i watched now i'm just (laughs) like oh man poor girl (sighs) so yeah but that is a very good story and a very good series You know what? It was okay. It was an okay series. No, it was really good. It answered my questions. Yes. (laughs) Well, thank you for joining me today. Um, This crazy story, I I still don't know what to think, even though I gave an opinion already. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Hopefully, we'll hear more about it in the coming year or so, because like I said, this was all last year, ended last year. so. So yeah, so thank you, Joseph for being on the show it's been a pleasure as you can tell just from listening this natalia barnett story baffles me to the extreme i think what bothers me most is whether she is a master con artist or not there's no good ending to this story either the family sucks or natalia sucks there's no in between 
Um, it's wild, and I hope it will all be explained soon for us. Imagine living with someone and assuming they are not who you think they are. It could literally drive you insane. And then the Elisa Lamb story that Joe brought up, we didn't go too into detail, but that's another great story that, like Joe said, you don't forget it. We will never have the true story of what happened to Elisa Lamb. At least I do not think we will. It's stories like these that pique my interest and make me want to share these stories with others. There are stories that make you try to piece it all together, try to make sense of it, be detective. It's exciting and nerve-wracking at the same time. But these two stories have left a mark in my memory and I just will never stop thinking about them or, and I will never not wonder what is or what happened. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. <laughs> well, thanks for joining me. And I'm feeling a little something extraterrestrial next time, maybe? What do you think? Remember, you can find me on Instagram. Just search Creepy Chisme and Twitter as well. Find me on Facebook groups. And especially after this episode... Facebook group, let's get a discussion going. I am curious to know what you think of the Natalia Barnett story. What's your opinion? And I want to know, does anybody have an update on this story or any information I forgot or left out? I told you, like, I always think about this story. I want to know the truth. I'm always looking for stories to research and tell, so you can share your ideas with me at Smith for you. That's the number 4YOU at gmail.com. Again, thanks to my buddy Joe for joining me. Love having conversations with him. And to all of you, gracias por escuchar y nos vemos pronto. Creepy Chisme is created for entertainment purposes only. Thank you for listening, and don't forget, stay creepy!